production of Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What do you need to know before starting a podcast? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of the Story Connect podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Megan McCoy No, one of the storytellers at Pioneer Utility Resources. And I am joined by the amazing Michael Revito, Deputy Director of Alaska Power Association. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Megan. It's always a good time to be on the podcast with you. Now, you host Alaska Powerline, and that's a podcast that was launched by your statewide association in 2023. We've got a lot of utility pioneers that are thinking about starting podcasts, too. So I thought I would start with a really tough question for you, Michael. Mm -hmm. I've known you for a while. I figure I could do this. How do you feel about the sound of your voice? Well, you know, there's been a long history of me liking the sound of my own voice, so I think this was probably a natural really? progression. Yeah, if you talk to my parents okay. uh, from when I was a kid, I would they, my dad used to call it dinner theater <laughs> that I would put on, and so I was actually one of the um, one of those people who were like, talk all day on a microphone. Yes, do it, give it to me. So it was uh, it was kind of a natural progression for me. I'm wondering, is there sh- should a host or a guest sound a certain way? Is there do you need a certain sound? to be you know, able I, to be a podcast host. I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, some people have those like natural podcasting voices or even radio voices. Um, but yeah. I think, you know, I mean, I listen to, I have a long drive to work. I work, I live an hour away from our office. And um, and the days I come into the office, I listen to a lot of different podcasts uh, on my own time. Okay. And, you know, I, I think um, I've not ever met a podcast where I'm like, oh, man, I got to turn this off. Their voice is horrible. I think everyone has their own kind of voice. I will say though, I think I speak differently when I'm doing this than if I was in a normal conversation. I feel Mm -hmm. like I consciously force myself to speak clearer, even though I just tripped over the word narcissistic a few minutes ago or a few seconds ago. But I, I, it's interesting because like I had a, I had a friend, I I have a friend from who's been my friend for a long time who was a TV newscaster for a, a long time. And when I talked to him, just like buddy to buddy, you know, at a restaurant or just hanging out, it was a completely different guy than who was doing the newscaster voice. And so I think you kind of find your voice eventually. And I will say for people who are just getting into it, um, I bought one of these fancy microphones. Mine's a Shure MV7. And combined with a headphone, it really makes your voice sound kind of different. It kind of gets you into like the podcasting mood. Like you feel official. You feel like you're almost like in in the studio, so to speak, and you're broadcasting to the world. And I think that really helps you find your voice. And so it, it's, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there is a particular voice for podcasting, but I think everyone can find theirs once they get into doing it. Uh, you mentioned that you have that long, gorgeous drive to work, I should say. I have driven between Anchorage and your hometown, right? It's beautiful out there. Um, what turns you off? Like, what will you hear in a podcast and you just turn it off and switch to something else? Well, I say, you know, I mean, on the personal level, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are political in nature. I mean, I'm, I'm a registered lobbyist in the state of Alaska. It's what I also do for APA is do lobbying down in Juneau. Um, and so a lot of it's, um, a lot of it's political. I think repetition is often, if there's a topic that I've heard over and over again, or something that I, I already know, um, I tend to listen to 
podcasts that don't focus necessarily on the news of the day, as it were. Maybe they take a deeper dive into something that had already happened or another look at at what had already happened. But I I will say um, that, but more importantly, um, occasionally there's a podcast where either the guest or the host clearly doesn't know the subject they're talking about. And I've, I mean, I won't call out any particular podcast because I'm sure their uh, subscriber numbers far exceed mine. But mm-hmm. there has been podcasts in the past where I was listening to an interview and, and I was like, you know, this person does not sound like they really know what they're talking about. I think I'm going to look for something else to to listen to. And, and that's kind of a turnoff to me to listen to somebody because, you know, I want to hear from an expert on a topic and mm-hmm. everyone's idea of an expert is different. But my idea is kind of, you know, an authoritative way of speaking about a subject and and I was actually just listening to an interview this morning. It was I was streaming NPR here on my computer, and they were talking about an issue. And the person they were interviewing was really kind of stammering, and they didn't have really any ideas. It seemed what they were what they were talking about. So I was like, eh, this isn't something I'm really into. So I think if if the if the uh, the the topic or the the interviewee or interviewer seems a little out of their depth, I tend to go away from it. Yeah. Well, and I think that comes back to if utility pioneers are thinking about starting a podcast, you really have to be clear on the goal of your content and making sure that it's the right place for you to share your story, right? Um, How is this going to meet some communication need that you have? Don't just be there because you think you have to. You don't want to waste someone's time if you are not an expert on something that you're talking about. Um, It all plays into your strategy. So I'm curious, what communication needs does Alaska Powerline, your podcast, solve for your association? Yeah, and that was one of the main drivers of putting together the podcast was, you know, we thought, what is the general public, and to an extent, lawmakers and other policymakers, you know, what do they, what do they really need to know about the operations and business of providing safe, reliable, and affordable electric power. And, you know, we know that, I mean, people have various levels of knowledge about what happens, but generally people are flipping the switch and just kind of going out with their lives. And we thought, what's a way, a good medium that we could really explain to folks in an accessible way, you know, different aspects of providing power in Alaska. I mean, it's, it's a challenging environment. It's a unique environment up here, but there's all these different parts and pieces of doing what our members do every single day. And so we focused on um, new technology. One of our, fir- our very first podcast episode looked at um, Copper Valley Electric Association was looking at integrating potentially a micronuclear reactor into their generation system. And so we had their CEO come on and talk about why they were looking at this, what need it would fulfill, what were the challenges. And that's something that, you know, I think if you remember the public, you might maybe read an article about it, but you're not really hearing from you know, an in-depth conversation from the source. Yeah. We've looked at rural and, and, and urban energy in Alaska. So our, our communication need was how do, we, um, how do we reach a broad spectrum of the public in Alaska and in a, in a cost-effective way? Because, I mean, it costs some money to put together podcasts, but really for the bang for your buck is huge. I mean, once it's out there on that platform – it's accessible all over the world. I mean, my, my parents live in Ohio and they listen to me. They might be my number one fans. And uh, so it's just, it goes everywhere. And and so that was easier for us than to try to cultivate 
a social media following or try to put out press releases or spend the time to go, you know, try to get an interview at a, at, with a newspaper or a reporter or something like that. It was like, well, let's just put this medium out there. We, I know it from experience that I spend an hour of my truck every day, well, two hours technically back and down and back listening to the podcast and it's a captive audience. And so let's tell them yeah. what we want to tell them about power production in Alaska. Yeah. Well, along those lines too, who is your audience? Do you have a couple different groups or, cause you know, you mentioned that the association, you do a lot of lobbying for them. So are you looking at lawmakers? Are you looking at the end of the line consumers for all the different utilities in Alaska? I, I think all of the above, but I think that I've, I've identified two audiences so far that we've received feedback from. One is either folks who are in our industry, in the power, um, you know, the electric utility industry or adjacent to it. Um, if they're working at an engineering firms or maybe um, some sort of consultancy that might work with electric utilities, or we have some folks in Alaska that are interested in, in other aspects of electric um, energy. And then the other side is general public that has either happened upon our podcast or we do promote it all over the place. Um, yeah. That are learning new things, and you know, every now and then we'll get some feedback from somebody who might say, "Hey, I listened to your podcast about electric vehicles in Alaska, and I had no clue that you know the electric utilities were taking these steps toward integrating the technology and the other resources needed for that." And that's really encouraging to me. And so I think at this point, you know, we've done four episodes. We're recording episode five and six next week to come out in the future. I think those are our two most viable um, audiences right now that have given us feedback, but definitely our aim is for everybody um, in the state, no matter what they do, to, to listen to it and just to, to get some, some great information from us that they might not get elsewhere. So going off of that, how do you plan your episodes and your guests? You know, you've got two episodes that you're going to record next week. Generally, your episodes come out once a month, I believe, is the frequency mm -hmm. that y'all have. That's right. Um, do you have an editorial calendar for the year that you're working off of? And how, how far ahead are you working? And how do you pick which voices and issues in Alaska to feature? Yeah, so it's kind of a hybrid approach. We did put together an editorial calendar, so to speak, where um, APA's executive director, Crystal Inkvist, and I sat down before this year started when we knew we were going to start podcasting. And we, we set out 12 topics that we wanted to address. And we looked at this from a statewide perspective because there's definitely um, – there's a lot of uh, similarity in, in Alaska with the challenges and opportunities, but then there's a lot of difference between very rural places in Alaska and more urban places on the rail belt of Alaska, for instance. And so we generally have kept somewhat close to the editorial calendar, so to speak, but I, I mentioned a hybrid approach because sometimes we end up hearing about things and we're fortunate to be in our position as the statewide and that we communicate with our members all over the state all the time. And so we hear about stuff going on and sometimes something comes across our, you know, email or somebody tells us and we're like, you know what, that'd be a great podcast episode. We should, we should work that in. And so, so far we've done pretty well on keeping to that goal of having a wide variety of topics. Um, next week, we're going to look at uh, two, well, the next two podcasts will be kind of interesting and they're, they're on the calendar. Uh, one is um, electric utility right-of-ways, right? A lot of folks we find um, are kind of, you know, maybe um, not as informed about why the, the who, the what, and the why is about right-of-ways uh, for electric utilities. Why are they, 
how do you clear them? How do you decide where they go? Things along those lines. So we're going to take a dive, an accessible deep dive into the kind of theory of right away, um, right away in Alaska and how they work. And then we're going to look at um, Kotzebue Electric Association, which is integrating lots of solar and wind in the Arctic, and it's working. And so we're going to highlight some of their projects. And that's just something we knew about just from being, you know, the statewide and keeping up with what's going on across the state. Yeah, I love that. Uh, what kind of time goes into each episode for you, like figuring out who you're going to talk to, maybe mm -hmm. drafting out some questions beforehand, and then, you know, getting it out there? I would say for for me, it's it's not the, a huge time commitment. Um, luckily, we have the fine folks at Pioneer Utility Resources that are, are doing this podcasting back end stuff, so to speak, for us. And so, the way that I typically do it is if I if I have a topic, for instance, I'm, I'll sit here and I'll think about you know who in our membership or who do I know in the state that might be the best to interview on this, and then I'll I'll talk to Crystal, my boss, and say, what do you think about this? I'll kind of bounce an idea off of her and. And if she says, yeah, that's a great idea, I'll contact the person, I'll set it up. And then I'll spend, you know, some time, maybe 20, 30 minutes of well well before I record thinking about what would I like to address in this podcast and, and how do I want to go about structuring this interview so that I don't go into it blind and just, you know, stammer myself and kind of, you know, have a lot of awkward dead air, which is like the worst thing to have on a podcast uh, during the interview. And so I will write out some topics for myself and then I'll send them to the person I'm interviewing. I'll say, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. Here's what I'd like to talk to you about. And is there anything else that we should talk about? Or is, are one mm -hmm. of these topics kind of not really applicable to this or appropriate for this conversation? And a lot of times I'll get feedback from the person I'm interviewing. They might say, this is great. I'll be prepared. Or they'll say, you know, you know, you might want to think about this and add that in there. And I say, okay, and then when I actually record the podcast, ours are 30-minute episodes, but I do book one hour um, because generally, you know, you do some before you record, you kind of talk, you know, that's a lot of most of friendly banter back and forth, you know, how's the weather and that. But then we prepare them again. We say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'll walk through. I'm going to hit record. I'm going to give my intro, and then we're off to the races. And then we start recording, and you, I, I got my little timer so that I don't exceed 30 minutes by too long, and then... We'll wrap it up and we'll kind of just fall into a, a conversation. And I have my list of topics up on my screen and I make sure I reference them or if somehow the, you know, the conversation is starting to run a little slow, I'll, I'll be able to go grab that topic list and be able to address you know, another topic. But sometimes, quite frankly, we just go off the cuff and none of the topics go in order. And, and we just start having a great conversation about something and it's just like the list is out yeah. the window and that's fine. It works. <laughs> we're jiving together and we're just talking and talking. And then after that, it's real simple. Um, Pioneer has set up a great easy way for me to drop the file into, uh, um, what's it called? Like a, a one or a, a drop box, I think. I'm, I'm talking yeah. like a guy yeah. who doesn't know tech here. And, and, and Pioneer takes care of the rest. And then they do send it back to me before it's, it ever goes out live and I listen to it. I have Crystal, my boss, listen to it. And then I do send it to the person I interviewed. And I say, please listen to this and let me know if there's anything in here that needs to be changed or if we had you know said something incorrect or whatever. I've never had anybody say, I don't like this or anything like that. They're always like, this is great. And then it gets uploaded on all the uh, various podcasting platforms and we're sitting here look, watching our like count just tick up and up and up, and that's that's what we do. <laughs> you don't watch that all day. Uh, no, I, just I half the day only, but uh, okay, some of the good, day. Okay, good. Yeah. It's, it's good yeah. to, yeah. <laughs> so 
You mentioned advertising, telling folks about podcasting. How are you getting the word out about Alaska Powerline? Well, Facebook is is a big part of it. You know, every time that we put an episode up, um, APA has a Facebook page. It's the only social media that we take part in. And so uh, we do pump it up on Facebook. And then, of course, we let our members know about it through our normal channels. Maybe it's emailing them. Crystal does have an executive director's memo that goes out. Uh, we'll mention it in various other ways to our membership. And then, you know, if we're in a lot of it's become word of mouth, too, where we'll say, hey, did you know we have a podcast? And now we've also gotten to the point where I'm finding occasionally other people are advertising for us. They're, they're, they, they're saying to me, hey, I told my colleague you should listen to this podcast. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. You, you've done my work for me, essentially. And so I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is just getting it out there. Um, you know, we're, we're hoping that people will like and subscribe and move us up higher in the, uh, the podcast yeah. list as it is. And so I think that's, that's where we go for now. Um, you know, if anyone out there has any ideas on podcast land about how best to get your podcast to more ears, we'd be happy to hear that and, and take that advice too. Well, we are working on a, um, an ebook about, you know, examples of what folks are doing to get their podcasts out there. So we will definitely include examples of how folks are uh, publicizing their efforts. I, I like the whole friends of the pod idea. Mm-hmm. I think, um, we all need some pod friends out there and not just in the 2020 um, <laughs> meaning of having a pod as well. Um, now, you publish your content. I mean, I one of the easy ways to get to it, of course, is just to go to alaskapower.org. Um, and there's a list of all the different places where you publish Alaska Powerline. Uh, but you publish it on Spotify, which is where I follow you, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Deezer, Player FM. There might be more. I don't know. There, there's a lot of different platforms mm-hmm. that uh, it's, it's hard to kind of track across all of that. So I'm curious, how do you measure the success of your podcast content? And is it worth the time? Yeah. Well, first, Megan, let me thank you for following us. Uh, it's an honor to have you listening to us every day, and it's making me like 10 times more nervous to make these podcasts now because someone <laughs> like you is listening. Um, but you're right. We're out We're out there everywhere. Um, I think I I measure success in two ways. I mean, there's the count, like the, number, the listener count, which I do ask for those numbers. And we have gone – we have had – we have seen more – um, listenership, if that's the right word, as we've put these out there, I think that's a, a measure of success. I think another measure of success I, I can't quite measure yet, and I think that's going to be will people either mention this podcast to us that they've heard it or mention that they've learned something from it to us, or will it become um, something that is – looked upon by people as a, as a source of, of information about our industry. And I don't quite know how to how to rate that yet, but I think we will over time. I think the more we do these um, and the more feedback we get on them, we can, we can kind of see what the success is on that. But after four episodes, I'm not sure I can quite – I mean, I know that our, our listener numbers are have gone up in each episode. It seems like has more listeners than the last one, so I think that from a numerical standpoint is good. Um, rate of success, but I think down the line, I'd like to look at how is the information that's coming out on this podcast kind of seeping into the public? You know, are, are more people better informed? That might be not be something that we can really measure somehow statistically. I think it's going to be anecdotally, 
out there. But um, I like to think any anytime we get information out to the public about what our electric utility members are doing, it's it's a success all around. Even if even if only two people listen to an episode, if they've learned something, maybe in casual conversation down the line, they're going to say, you know what I heard on this podcast. This is how our electric energy is generated, and this is why it is what it is. I think that'll be a success. Nice. And speaking to that as well, you mentioned earlier you are getting feedback from members about the podcast. What are they saying? What kind of feedback are y'all hearing? I think one of the greatest compliments I received was it was from somebody who is not an employee of an electric utility but works for an organization that often works with electric utilities. And he said to me, this state has needed a podcast like this for a really long time. And I thought that is makes that makes everything worth it. And he just said, you know, there's so much that your members do, your electric utility members do, that is so hard for the public to understand unless they're told about what is what's going on. And you know, you know as well as I do, I think electric utilities are very hesitant to toot their own horns because they're just going there to work keep the power on, make sure it's safe and reliable. They're not really focusing on saying, look how great we are. Look what a great job we did. But they do these great jobs every single day. And I think it's 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 important that people know about how the, I mean, electric, electric, electricity is the cornerstone of, of everything. It's the cornerstone of the economy. It's the cornerstone of our lives. I mean, you and I cannot be talking right now without electricity. And so it's 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 a good way. Um, it's, it's, it's time for this information to get out to the public because they need to make decisions too. We're in a transitioning electric energy world and, you know, the consumer has a lot more decisions to make and a lot more involvement to have. And so that sort of feedback about the the state needing something like this is is really great. And then we also hear I, – I have heard occasionally feedback from someone who's been on the podcast to say – you know, they say, hey, I, people have talked to me about, hey, great, great job on that podcast. That was awesome. I didn't know – what you were talking about was great. It was new information to me. And I thought if, if our guests are getting compliments for their appearances, that's a compliment to our podcast as well. So everyone wins in that situation. Love it. Well, one last question before I let you go, Michael. What tips would you give anyone who has never hosted a podcast before and, and they're getting ready? They're going to do it. Yeah. I, I would say, first of all, listen to a lot of podcasts. I mean, you know, if, if you're if you're a writer or you're a photographer, they say, you know, view your craft, right? I mean, I, I also like to write, and I, so I love to read. And you read people, and you're not really – you're not stealing how they're doing it, but you're admiring and acquiring, right? You're getting influence. And so, I mean, I say listen to a variety of podcasts and listen to how those folks do their podcast and, and listen to what you like and what you don't like. I mean, I, there's some podcasts I've heard in the past, and I hadn't really liked the format that they, they did on their podcast – um, I would say it, take some money and invest in a good microphone and a good system in which to record um, it because, you know, so many times you might hear a lot of background noise on some podcast or, I mean, you want to, you want it to be professional, just like everything we do. It needs to sound good. You want people to hear it and say, you know, this was pleasing to my ears. I want to come back again. So um, listen to other podcasts, invest in the technology, and then really think about, I think like you mentioned earlier in this interview, why you want to do this podcast, right? What information do you want to get out? And that core purpose will really drive everything you do. And so, you know, if you want to have like, say like a safety oriented podcast, what is your overall safety message and how do you find those people that can help you succeed in what you're trying to do with your podcast? That's just one example. And also, you know, 
pull in other folks in your utility or your organization and get them invested in the podcast. Tell them what you're doing. Make them your kind of chief marketers as well. Say, hey, tell your friends, tell your family, put this out on your social media. Give me ideas. I mean, we're podcast hosts are almost infallible, but we're not um, all the way full of great ideas. So look for other ideas within your organization. Involve people in the planning process. And I think the last thing I would say is have fun with it. I mean, it, you know, that's one of the things I love to do when I do a podcast is just, you know, have it's like talking to a friend. We're having fun. You know, we're not going to take it too seriously. If you can work in a good joke or two there, everyone likes a, a little bit of humor every once in a while. But <laughs> make it make it something that's fun because if you're having fun in your podcast, I think people are going to have fun listening to it too. And, you know, what yeah. we do in our business is serious in a lot of respects, but you can kind of – you can bring it around to a, a nice, easy way to listen to with some fun and a little bit of happiness in there too. So if you put all things, those things together, put it in the podcast pot, you'll stir yourself up a great recipe for a success. Wow. Wow. That, that – what a beautiful way to bring it all together, uh, Michael. And now I'm hungry. There you go. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your story with Utility Pioneers. He is Michael Ravito, the Deputy Director of Alaska Power Association. And I'm your host, Megan McCoy, now at Pioneer Utility Resources. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Pioneer Utility Resources a communications cooperative that is built to share your story. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.